0: Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. Have you ever seen where someone who has a, let's call it a people pleaser type of personality, you know, someone who will do... Uh, oftentimes some really neat stuff for those that are around them uh, in order to garner, you know, some sort of favor, that type of thing. And how oftentimes they have many kind of, we'll call these uh, type of people, hanger (laughs) honors in their life. Um, These are people that are just there, not really to be their friend, but to get something from the relationship because, The people pleaser is, well, let's let's be honest, is easier to control. Many famous people, like actors and athletes, you know, they they have these types of leeches that are there when the money is flowing like water, right? But gone when the ride is over. Many have not liked my description of our current president, Biden, as the puppet president. I just can't get away, though, from how truly descriptive it is of him. There, in fact, here's an example from just the other day at a news conference. Listen up. You guys are bad. I'm not supposed to be answering all these questions. I'm supposed to leave, but I can't resist your questions. Um, uh, I, I came away uh, encouraged, and but I want to make it clear to you. I'm encouraged not just because of a solid meeting with um, with uh, the... Uh... He is mentally just not firing on all cylinders. It's sad, really. He is a fig- figurehead for Kamala Harris and, and other very liberal leftists within his administration. He is not a moderate, like... Some like to think he's he's nothing really at all, but a puppet that others are using to push through their their liberal policies. So, the Daily Wire had a series of articles that have described the effects of what these leftist policies are doing currently. And so, I wanted to take a look at where we're headed. Biden likes to say we're we're on the right path. We're just not there yet, or whatever, and. And so let's take a look at what paths that we are on and let's see where those are headed and what effects those are having on our country today. Uh, On Mother's Day, just just last weekend, a 75-year-old Texas farmer found five abandoned little girls in the dirt on his property near the Mexico border, prompting the farmer's wife to blast the Biden administration for its Immigration policies saying, if this doesn't make you mad and make you want to take to the streets, I don't know what will. Jimmy Hobbs and his wife, Katie, found the five girls, three of whom came from Honduras, ages seven, three and two. And two girls um, that weren't from Honduras, they're from Guatemala, ages five and eleven. Kate Hobbs told Texas Congresswoman Tony Gonzalez these children were dumped out on the side of the river here on our farm. If this doesn't make you mad and want to take to the streets, I don't know what will, she said. They have no mother, no father, no nothing. This is one of our workers' wives right here taking care of this tiny little one. One of these children is is, is what they they were having to do. Jimmy Hobbs, who was a farmer- uh, of onions and watermelons, um, uh, uh, said that he always lived on, an uh, owned um, uh, ranch in Texas. And he said, uh, though his girls would have died in the heat if they hadn't been found. "Quote: I was making a round here on the farm, and it was about eight thirty in the morning. Just driving along, and all of a sudden, I see them there at the side of the bank here." on the river, he stated. Five little baby girls, all of them, uh, all by themselves, hungry and crying. One didn't have any clothes on, wasn't even old enough to walk, crawling around. So immediately I called the border patrol and they probably showed up under, they, they don't have, you know, very much help either, he said. I waited for a while and I called one of my workers to go to the house and get his wife and bring some food and water. It was really hot. I don't think they would have made it if it hadn't if I hadn't found them. It got up to hundred and three yesterday. He said, "My thoughts are in needs uh, are it needs to stop right now." Katie Hobbs stated, "There's going to be thousands. This is just five miles of the Rio Grande." It's a huge border. This is happening all up and down it. It can't go on. It's going to be too hot. There are going to be lots of deaths, a lot of suffering this summer. Jimmy Hobbs compared the situation under Biden to the the Trump administration as he took aim at Biden saying, quote, we're talking about how the United States is a humane country and this is not humane anymore. And it all started." Under his deal, he needs to either come down here and look at this himself or change it back to the way it was. It was working, he said. Referring to Trump, Kitty Hobbs added change it back under Trump's administration. For the first time in 30 years, we felt secure here. It was working and it was working well. And they stayed in Mexico. A lot of people are going to die this summer, and we're going to be witnesses to it. Um, Del Rio sector Chief Patrol Agent Justin Cerco, uh, the second echoed uh, the same type of sentiments and he said that, quote, "It is heartbreaking to find such small children fending for themselves in the middle of nowhere. Unfortunately, this happens far too often now. And if not for our community and law enforcement partners, these little girls, Would have faced the more than 100 degree temperatures with no help and that's just what's part of what that's just one uh, scenario one story that's happening at our border currently because of the current administration and their policies so let's let's focus on how about the gas shortages well americans in multiple states are arriving at their local gas stations expecting to be able to fill up their gas tanks, only discover that the gas stations are out of fuel. Quote, gas stations along the southeast coast are beginning to feel the pinch from the shutdowns of the biggest oil pipeline in the U.S. due to the crippling uh, cyber attack believed uh, to be orchestrated by Russian-based criminal group. The New York Post reported the the closure of the fifty five hundred mile colonial pipeline, which carries more than one hundred million gallons of fuel from Texas to New Jersey each day, has stretched into its fifth day. and that and it actually went on just a little bit farther than that. Uh, a couple days more. The white House uh, if if you if you heard the other day, actually responded to this and was asked, well, you know, should they, Uh, pay the ransom? Should they not pay the ransom? Well, the White House's response was to say that this was a private company's problem, so they weren't going to get involved. Uh, It's just... Anyway, on, on social media, multiple videos went viral of people showing that their gas stations were out of fuel in states including Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, Virginia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and others. Panic buying might be playing a role in the gas stations, running out of fuel. Although it's hard to tell based on the initial reports, the gas shortage comes after Biden was dealt another blow last week, following a disastrous jobs report that was released uh, for April, that showed that the economy missed uh, new job expectations by more than seven hundred thousand jobs. Biden has repeatedly and compared to former President Jimmy Carter. We'll talk a little bit about that in in a a moment. Others are predicting that gas, the gas shortage will only get worse with the shortage of uh, tanker truck drivers. Uh, And and many of those are staying home. Uh, They're collecting unemployment. They're making more that way than they would be if they were working. Stopping construction on the Keystone Pipeline has not helped matters as well, even though the administration's energy secretary Said at a White House press briefing that the pipelines are the best way to transport oil and gas. I mean, if this doesn't just send up red flags all over the place, here's our energy secretary, and she's standing in front of a, of, of, of a bunch of reporters at a press briefing. And when asked how, what is the best way to transfer this? Should we do it by rail or should we do it by truck or whatever? I mean, you know, she recommended the shutdown of the Keystone Pipeline. And yet, what does she say? Well, the best way to move oil and gas is by pipelines. <laughs> it just boggles the mind. It's, there's just no common sense here. Um, so let's let's take a look at Middle East relations, for instance, because under President Trump, the Middle East was very quiet. And it was the one of the first times in a long time for this to, to have happened. Well, Israel has killed a top Hamas commander in a strike against the uh, the terror group. He just, uh, quote, we just killed the commander of Hamas anti-tank missile unit. Now, I'm going to slaughter this name, but Lahad Fadi Faik Sharir, I guess was his name. Uh, He was in charge of carrying out anti-tank missile attacks on Israel. Our aircraft are currently striking additional terror targets in Gaza. The Israel Defense Force tweeted Tuesday while carrying out attacks in the Gaza Strip. Israel continued to launch attacks against uh, the Hamas terror group in retaliation for hundreds, I repeat, hundreds of rockets Hamas fired upon Israel and its capital, Jerusalem. Uh, Israel began its strikes late Monday and has continued to hit Palestinian terror targets throughout the day Tuesday, and we obviously saw Wednesday and Thursday as well. The uh, Israel Defense Forces, the IDF, hit more than 130 Hamas military installations, including weapon manufacturing and intelligence sites. Uh, many uh, of these Palestinian leaders are hiding out in apartment complexes, so um, that that there's obviously going to be a lot of collateral uh, damage. Uh, when those missiles hit them, the Is, uh, Israeli offensive has received significant attention in, in the United States. Democrats, such as uh, Republican uh, or not Republican Representative Ilhan Omar, um, uh, she's far from Republican, let me tell you, accuse Israel of uh, commenting or committing terrorist attacks for responding to the Palestinian attacks. So, so the Palestinians, according to her, can attack us. Or attack israel or anybody they want and that's okay that's not terrorism but if israel or anybody else were to respond to those hundreds of missile attacks well that's that's terrorists that's terrorism so anyway again no logic there whatsoever quote israeli airstrikes killing civilians in gaza is an act of terrorism palestinians deserve protection unlike israel Missile defense programs, such as the Iron Dome, don't exist to protect Palestinian c- civilians. Omar said it's unconscionable to not condemn these attacks on the uh, week of Eid. <laughs> so anyway, she, she continues to go on. Many will tell you Israel has the right to defend itself to uh, safety and security, but are silent on whether Palestinians have those rights too. Until we can defend the rights of Palestinians, just as we do Israelis, we have no leg to stand on when it comes to justice and peace. Okay, that, that's enough from her, all right? <laughs> I mean, over, over the weekend, Israel pushed uh, the White House to stay out of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, fearing that President Joe Biden's involvement would make the situation worse. <laughs> so instead of you know calling upon the U.S. to say, hey, can you help us you know, calm things down here? they're like hey, if, if you guys can stay out of this this would be great because if you get involved it's going to be worse <laughs> so anyway uh you know th- this is this is just the the latest repercussion of the biden administration's policy in the middle east uh, you know uh turning the u.s uh, support um away from saudi arabia uh, who, who was successfully negotiating uh, peace in the region um then siding with the palestinians over israel and then trying to, you know, befriend Iran uh, by trying, you know, going back to that Iranian deal thing. And Iran, how, how did they respond to that? Well, they sent their gunboats to attack our U.S. Navy vessels. Uh, it's just, it's absolutely mind-boggling uh, why we have these type of policies. So let, let's, let's come back to home. All right. Our economy. Uh, Democrat President Joe Biden appeared to give conflicting messages on Monday in remarks that he made about the last week's uh, disastrous job report numbers, saying that there was no real evidence that people were not returning to work as a result of receiving generous government benefits while repeatedly stating that people needed to return to work if they were offered a job so so if if you're just sitting at home collecting the unemployment well you need to return to, to work but we don't have any kind of data showing that people are actually doing that but if you're doing that you need you, you need to, to, to get your act together <laughs> it's just uh, uh, yeah um, biden began the press conference by making misleading claims about the growth of the economy under his administration. Biden's remarks came after April's jobs report showed that the economy missed expectations by more than 700,000 jobs. And the job numbers from March were significantly revised. Can you guess it? Yes. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. You're a winner. They were revised down. (laughs) All right. So, you know how government plays with, with their numbers. They'll come out with a number. And then, you know, a month or two later, uh, you know, you're not really paying attention. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, those numbers that we got, we're going to revise them. And yeah, look, they were worse than we thought. (laughs) So the April's numbers, they couldn't, I mean, you know, this they were supposed to be like a a million jobs created in in the month of April. And yet only about 250,000 actually happened. And so they were off by 700,000 jobs. How do you do that? Quote, as we learned Friday, the economy created 266,000 jobs in April. Biden said, in fact, altogether, since the time we took office, we've created more than 1.5 million jobs in the country. We've created. All right, it's the most jobs created in the first 100 days of any president on record. More than three times the solid job creation President Carter saw in his first 100 days, and more than six times what President Reagan saw, and three times more than um, than before I got here. Our country was created roughly 600 or 60,000 jobs a month. Washington Post fact checker Glenn Kessler slammed Biden on Friday for. Summarily misleading claims when Biden tweeted out a graphic comparing the job growth during his first three months in office compared to the job growth during former President Trump, Donald Trump's first three months in office. Quote, it's totally ridiculous to pretend that job growth in the early months of the of a presidency has much to do with administration policy, Kessler responded. During his remarks on Monday, Biden uh, uh, appeared to to give conflicting remarks about what he was what was really going on. He suggested that the receiving of generous government benefits was not the reason that people were refusing to return to work. He he also uh, repeatedly stated that people who are on government benefits must return to work if they are offered a job. Quote, we're going to make it clear that anyone collecting unemployment who is offered a suitable job must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits, Biden said, (laughs) like that happens, right? There are a few COVID-19 related uh, exceptions so that people aren't forced to choose between their basic safety and a paycheck, but otherwise that's the law. I I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday's report that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. Really? (laughs) So they don't see much evidence of that. That means that they aren't looking, is what that means. Quote, we don't see that. And he kind of stammers a little bit. Look, it's easy to say the line has been because of generous unemployment benefits. That's it's a major factor in labor shortages. Americans want to work, Biden claimed. (laughs) It's hard to do the Biden thing because the words don't really flow together. (laughs) He says, quote, I think the people who claim Americans won't work, even if they find a good and fair opportunity, underestimate the American people. So we'll insist that the law is followed with respect to benefits because we're not going to turn our backs on our fellow Americans. Whatever that means, Biden blamed the Trump administration—shocker—for the 22 million people who uh, lost their jobs during the pandemic, saying that the Trump administration bungled its response to the crisis and failed to protect them. Even though Biden criticized Trump for his uh, action on the coronavirus, uh, um, quote families, families who are just trying to put food on the table, keep a roof over their head. They aren't the problem. We need to stay focused on the real problems in front of us. Um, Beating this pandemic and creating jobs, Biden continue. Again, the the law is clear. If you're receiving unemployment benefits and you're offered a suitable job, you can't refuse the job and just keep getting unemployment benefits. All right. But here is what others thought of the jobs report. And, and this is really interesting. Uh, Democratic President Joe Biden was slammed uh, over his his uh, disaster, disastrous jobs report. Uh, and uh, and of course, Biden struggled to respond to the news, which we just went over, which came as a shock to the White House and to financial analysts, including one CNBC host who thought the numbers were perhaps wrong because they were so low. He's like, you know, these can't be right. <laughs> They're way too low. <laughs> we, we need to check that. Uh, quote, today there's more evidence our economy is moving in the right direction, Biden claimed. This month's job numbers show we're on the right track. All right, so if you, if everybody thought, that you were going to help create, right? Or he says he's going to create a million jobs in a month and you end up only creating about 250,000 or 266, whatever it was. And then you say, oh, but we're on the right track. (laughs) How is that on the right track? It doesn't make any sense. Perhaps the top response to the jobs report came from Donald Trump Jr. who wrote uh, on a tweet Biden isn't the next FDR, he's the next Jimmy Carter. (laughs) That's that's actually a pretty good one. Uh, Financial analyst Charles Payne tweeted, Congratulations, President Biden, you have achieved the progressive utopia. At least 7.4 million job openings, but only 266,000 people got a job last month. (laughs) I mean, doesn't that succinctly put it right there? you you have at least 7.4 million job openings people want to hire i mean there there are help wanted signs all over even in the pacific northwest here and yet only 266,000 people got jobs last month <laughs> it's eh, you know it just shows you something's going on right mike pompeo in fact former uh, secretary of state and former cia director tweeted quote the april jobs uh, report illustrates that we uh, what we already knew our America First administration was bringing back jobs and building the strongest strongest economy we've had in decades. Biden's big government economy is crushing jobs. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. I mean, we had a a, a recession, so to speak. We, we had an economy that had uh, ground to a halt um, largely due to the coronavirus. I mean, it was kind of self-inflicted, right? Uh, we, we told people, don't go to work. <laughs> right. Stay home. Um, and and so that's what everybody did. And so you're obviously going to come as, as we start to come out of that, that the economy is going to do the exact same thing, except because of Biden's big government economy, it's crushing this comeback. Uh, House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy tweeted, today's jobs report is a disappointment. Just like President Biden's plan to burden families with more taxes and more debt, while Dems trap people in a cycle of fear and pay them not to work, it's clear that the best thing to do is to end the crisis era policies and get Americans back to work. I mean, how 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 much clearer can that be? You know, it 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 as it as it turns out, when you're paying people not to work. They tend not to work, <laughs> it's just kind of the way it works, right? Or doesn't work. Senator, um, Marsha Burt Blackburn of Tennessee, uh, uh, said disappointing job numbers. The Biden economy fell short of their one million goal and and came in at 266,000. 266,000 tax hikes and increases regulations never create jobs, and that's and that's very true. Repres- uh, representative. Jim Jordan of Ohio, uh, quote, raising taxes, spending more money, increasing regulations. That's not a recipe for economic recovery, but it's President Biden's plan. And I love this one from Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Republican from Texas. Biden's April's job report is worse, is the worst miss in 23 years. Even under Obama, it wasn't that bad. The black unemployment rate increased 18,000 manufacturing jobs were lost. No construction jobs were added and unemployment for Americans without any college education increased and women had a net loss in jobs. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics said that nearly 10 million Americans, 9.8 million to be exact, remained unemployed in Biden's economy. These are just a few of the areas that this puppet president and his band of merry leftists are having a negative effect on our country. And if we do not uh, stand up and start to really uh, call out what is happening here, then things are only going to get worse. Things are only going to go down these, uh, Biden will call it, we're on the right path. I would say this does not look like the right path people are, uh, are, are their, their lives are in danger as, as, as we can see uh, their their livelihoods are in danger. We, we we see so many devastating effects on people and their lives and and this is definitely not a way to go. The president doesn't have any control over this. He's letting uh, all of these people just just ma- pull his strings and, and ma- make him look like a puppet and and it, it's a sad thing to see. But it's exactly what's happening you may agree you may disagree we'd love to hear from you please go and uh, support us we have some merchandise for sale uh, we you can you can listen to uh past podcasts um in the archives and and there's lots of things that, that we cover we do this on a uh on a uh, three times a week uh, monday wednesday friday type thing love to hear from you we love the fact that, that more and more of you are finding the podcast and we're growing all the time Uh, Uncommonsensepodcast.com, and thank you for listening.